This is episode 80 of SETI BIMCO, and this is episode 30 of SETI BIMCO Part 2, The Revenge. I just did that part. George yeah, and I didn't filling. interrupt you for once because I wasn't in the room. It's it's a spooky October month, whatever it's called. Yeah, we never did settle on a name. Scoopy-tober. I mean, spooky-tober. And later, this episode, we're going to talk about Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yep. A movie, I'll already say, too good for Zeddy Bimco. Also, we answer the age-old question. Uh, Did Jimmy Carter ever get revenge on his brother, Billy, for using his brother's presidency to promote Billy Beer and uh, inflict that on the American people? Oh man, the 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 nonstop <laughs> pop culture references to late seventies fads is such a hallmark of our show. It's Seti Bimco Part Two: The Revenge, the show where we create revenge sequels that nobody wanted. It's Seti Bimco Part Two: The Revenge. All yes, right, we're here. What do we so do what's first? So exciting. To, I'll go first. No, I mean, what do what? we do first? I got to pick oh, a card we... before we get nuts. Oh get yeah, nuts. go nuts. Go grab, go grab your special things and go to them. <laughs> because we watch movies here in City Bipco and we create revenge sequels they didn't have. But also we pull a wild card question from uh, a jar, which I did. Mm-hmm. And we're going to find out what character from Killer Clowns from Outer Space would be most likely to, and it is number two, Who's most likely to bring the best snack to a Sasquatch autopsy? <laughs> did, you, did you write that down? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and, I have a and, question actually about that. Yeah. Are we imagining this is taking place in like an operating theater where there's people ringing around it? Or is this person well, getting down to the nitty gritty? We, we, we improv that at the end. Okay. And also, also, yep. contest. We gotta announce it. Contest. Here. Yes. You'll see. Now you sent me something about this and I honestly didn't understand the rules, so I'm hoping I understand <laughs> it now. There. Uh, on Instagram, on threads, on LinkedIn, because I'm not on what used to be Twitter nor yep. Facebook. You can see a, an image I used to promote Equinox, which we watched last week. Yep. It's an image of that uh demon at the end. I don't know what it's called or if it has a name. Asmodius. So, I drew it on, you know, nice paper in ink. Can you hear the dogs? No, I just wondered. Can you hear the dogs? No, I cannot. <laughs> the dogs, it's, George. From my point of view, it looks like you're just having an episode. <laughs> okay. The dogs, piece, the dogs piece, are barking. The contest. You can win that original piece of artwork drawn by me, Tim Hamilton. It's up there and on I'm gonna Instagram. Say, yeah. Wait, let me do the, the rule before you do anything else. Okay. Because you'll, you'll derail this. <laughs> it's a good piece of art. That's all I was going to say. The simple rule is send an email to Sedi Bimco, and that's spelled with an E at the end, S-E-D-D-Y-B-I-M-C-O-E at gmail.com. And I'll put that email up everywhere. All you got to do, write in. So uh, listen to the episode about Equinox, and you'll see here that George watched a different version than me. In his version, there was a character named Flo. In yes. your e- email, just tell us what Flo's catchphrase was. I have a question. Was it kiss my grits? Was it you wouldn't like me when I'm angry? Yeah. What's your question? They get to make up the catch flow. 
No, they got to get. They got to listen to the episode and guess what you said. Oh, so it's the true answer oh, that we revealed. The, I, okay. I mean, they got to prove that they listened at least to that. Point okay. And tell what your catchphrase, what what Flo's catchphrase was in Equinox, the character that George saw in his version that I didn't see. The special George O'Connor cut of Equinox. <laughs> all right. There, that's all the business, right? And all we'll right, all and right. the first week of November we'll announce our winner because we need lead time to get all these emails. To sort through the thousands of emails we will get. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Out of the hundreds of emails, we're just going to mm-hmm. pick out of a hat who wins, okay? I've oh, got, that's a good point. Yeah. Yes, that's Not point. everybody gets this piece of art. And <laughs> I do want to so say, Tim Hamilton, you wouldn't know from this, but he is a famous New Yorker cartoonist. This is an excellent drawing. He <clears> really, this, some, they really captured it. It's going to be a great okay. piece of original art. You see it. They're so, seeing it online right now, George. It's on. Yeah, but I've seen like it on, <laughs> you know, Unphotoshopped. It's so pretty. Okay, that's it. That's all the business. That was boring. Boring business. Was boring. Sucked. Is anybody still listening? (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna share my business. Business. Okay. Well, I want everybody to know. Normally, Tim and I record fairly not not even late. We record about like seven thirty on like a Thursday. That's kind of our standard slot. Yeah. But last night I had plans. My 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 partner is a performer, so I wanted to see her perform. Uh, I'm I should mention I'm very slightly, very very slightly hungover because I drank many beers last night. Okay. And uh, instead, Tim and I are actually recording this. The sun still in the sky. <laughs> Nobody it's, cares, George. I'm just no. I'm just saying there's gonna be a different <laughs> feel. Early Friday, normally. <laughs> Friday at like at about 5 p.m. Normally, like this is the time where Tim like unhinges no, after a week of whatever the hell he does all week. And the dude does like a lot of hard drugs and gets drunk. He will like almost Use- like a terrorist bomb our my friends and I with texts from whatever bar he ends up at with a weird string of non secretaries. I'm usually it's, yeah. banging on the boss's head like a bongo. What's that? What's that song? Uh, uh, I don't want to work. Yes, uh, I want to bang that one. That's yeah. Yeah, any rock station. But yeah, Tim is worth Tim is salt. like a big. He's a big TGIF guy, and I'm delaying his his bacchanalia. <laughs> so you're welcome, Brooklyn. Okay. I like to think Alexa Week is sitting there in a bar, like, thank God that guy is not coming in with his bananas this week. <laughs> wow. Reference to previous episodes. Just all cut, right. Kept cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> Reference. Okay. All right. I, often I look up revenge stories. Yeah, but I'm always trying to find heartwarming revenge stories. Stories, and it's it's very kind hard. of yeah, yeah, kind of incongruous. So hard. Oh, I did. So what you're so saying? I, but I did send you a thing about Paul Landis. I'm kind of excited, and I Remind know. Remind me. And I know it means nothing. He's he was the 28 year old Secret Service agent next to Kennedy when he was shot. He yes. just came out with a book. Mm. He's mm. no longer 28. He's now like 70 something. He's, he's 80, 80. Oh, yeah, yeah. So basically he moved a bullet. Um, that's all. I mean, it, I'll just so if we're keeping this in at all, yes. for years there was the reference in the Kennedy assassination. Again, we are making the references well beyond the age of anybody listening. There was the magic bullet theory because yeah, when they yeah. took the Governor McGovern off his stretcher, there was a bullet found on the stretcher. Like, how did it pass through Kennedy's head and hit McGovern yes. and go here? It must be a magic bullet. 
Turns out this guy has admitted that he just found the bullet in the backseat of like wedged yeah. into the backseat of the car and dropped it on yep. the governor. So but you may ask, what I, has this to do with revenge? I was going to ask. I'm like, that doesn't have anything to do with revenge. What does it have to do with revenge? Well, the answer oh may God. surprise you. All right, let's hear it. Oh, no. Is this a list already? No. Okay. <laughs> Did you know that some people feel that Sinatra had him killed because Sinatra helped him get elected and said, you're going to meet, leave my possible mob friends alone, but Candy's brother did not leave them alone. Did you know this theory? No. Okay. All right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like Kids. from what I know about Frank Sinatra, I know he was supposedly mobbed up. It sounds yeah. like it's a potential thing that could have happened. Um, I've noticed this is not the first time you've gone to the Kennedy well, because last week or maybe two weeks ago, your revenge story was the story of Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis and her sister and how they kept like sleeping with each other's partners as a way of revenge. Are you going through a Kennedy thing? You're always mentioning the Zapruder film. I'm trying to educate the kids. The kids today don't want to watch the Zapruder film. They're like, this is long. The special effects are terrible. Yeah. What's the whole point of this? And some kids... They saw the, uh, you know, they saw the film when uh, Ruby shot Oswald. And they're like, what's going on? I don't understand. Is he his father? And parents are like, no, you got to see the first film first. (laughs) Oh, okay. Cut this. Can we redo the beginning? Cut all this out. All this is going. Let's just launch into the movie. We we don't have a good revenge story, basically. I couldn't find one. I I couldn't find a I actually think this is a good sign that we as a society don't have a good revenge story. Well, so much of people's time and effort is taken up in these petty grievances and spending time mm-hmm. trying to get back at one another. Yeah. This week, this week, nobody was trying to grind an axe against him. Everybody was just like, you know what? I'm going to live and let live. Let my bygones be bygones. I'm just going to like work on improving my own stuff. I can't change the way other people behave. Well, I'm looking at so this a, was a happy historical revenge story, George. Yeah, I couldn't. I need to find a revenge story from now on. I guess we can't just talk about. What did we just talk about, George? Tell me. <laughs> we said hello. I introduced the contest. I mentioned I was slightly drunk. You're uh, not hungover. drunk. I was slightly hungover. You, I mentioned that normally at this time you're super drunk. I'm banging the bongos on the boss's head. Yep, you were banging bongos. I, I still don't know head. what the, the lyrics are to that song. It's I don't want to work. I just want to bang on D drum all day. Is there something about the boss's head? No. I think okay. Simpsons had the bit where Homer <laughs> quits. And Carl goes, hey, nice to play the boss's head like a bongo, Homer. Yeah, isn't there a song? <laughs> am, I just, am I just confusing Actually, memories? So much of what I have experienced <laughs> is through The Simpsons and not realizing until years or decades later it was a reference to something. It's mm-hmm. entirely possible the reason he was playing that Homer played Mr. Burns' head like bongos was that it was <laughs> a song, but not one I knew. Because the references, it's always to like really, you know, I was a little kid watching it. It was stuff to like references to like when the writers were little kids. And so I missed a lot of it. Speaking of Simpsons. Uh Uh-huh. Is that a segue to this movie? Sure. I want to hear you do this. (laughs) Let's talk about the movie. By the way, I just looked up um, boss head play like, uh, Bongo, and all that comes up is a bunch of Simpsons references. <laughs> I must so I think that's that what it is. Head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, 
getting back in the so today's movie that we will discuss was my pick. Mm-hmm. Um, it is 1988. Uh, I would say this is a cult classic, Killer Clowns, Clowns of the K from hey. Outer Space, directed by the Chiodo brothers. Is that pro- that's, um, it's pronounced Chiodo brothers, George. Chiodo? It sounds like a Star Wars character. <laughs> Come on. This is probably a movie, if you are of a certain age like me, that you have seen in video stores for like ever and stuff like it's always been a movie I've been like, huh, I kind of huh. want to see that. It's like, I think the, the the box art was like a clown hand, like blowing up the earth or something or spinning yeah. the earth like yep. a balloon. Yep, like a balloon. Um, We've all seen bits of this and like I've always I've actually heard good things. So as we celebrate our spooky October, I'm like, let's do this. Let's watch this one. It's basically the Chiado brothers. They do special effects and yeah, they did some Simpsons claymation. Apparently, they did some work for The there. Simpsons. The, the thing I best know them for is if you've ever seen Tim Burton's Pee Wee's Big Adventure, yep. they do the Large Marge sequence, which is you know wonderful. And they did the animation for the beginning of Elf. I read yes, that. they did that. Uh, so stuff like oh, oh, Critters. They did Critters and Ernest Scared Stupid. Yeah, I, I saw that. Ernest. I don't. I couldn't remember the Ernest. Didn't stuff. they animate the da- Davy and Goliath? I don't think. <laughs> Yeah, because they're hardcore Christians. That <laughs> that message keeps coming up throughout this. Is Davey. and the one clown who keeps saying, "I don't know about that, Davy." <laughs> That's a reference lost on everybody. I did that. I did that a few episodes ago. You're like, "What are you doing?" I'll say, "Davy." Oh. oh, you probably did it. Did you do it in in one of your two voices, <laughs> no, your normal I did, voice did, and your Mark Twain voice? I did. I did the dog's <laughs> voice, Goliath. Davey. Do it again. Say it again, Tim. But Davey. let's derail this before we begin. Say, <laughs> say Davey. something. I'm I'm Davy. All right. Like, hey, Goliath. What do you think we should do with those devil worshippers? There you go. I don't know, Davy. Maybe you should talk to your mother about it. Oh, wow. There's like a your <laughs> your Goliath. The dog has a sinister air to him. Like there, <laughs> there's a little bit of a southern twang. I don't remember him having, but. Davey, I don't know. You should get some batteries for your radio, Davy. Take it out of your Why? father's flashlight, Davy. That flashlight <laughs> that's spelled wrong. Looks like it says flesh. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, I have a question, Tim. What? Do flashlights have batteries? <laughs> they must, right? I don't. I know. thought they just. I don't know. Listeners, Neither if of you us are the proud owner know. of a flashlight and want to like share. Let us know if flashlights have batteries or this rely on good old-fashioned elbow grease. Write to us at Seti Bimco with an E at well, the end. And you assume, might get some art from Tim. I assume they're electric. I don't know. I, I don't know. All right. Let's talk about this fucking movie. <laughs> so right off the bat, I knew I knew we were in for something interesting because normally like it's the production company. It's like two guys in an airless garage with model glue open or something. Yes. Like this was an MGM movie. I'm like, Wow. wow. And yeah. I realized we just never see anything like this on this show. This was like 70% on Rotten Tomatoes. I was worried. Is that good or bad in your opinion? No, the, the movie is good. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I'd heard it was good, but I also knew it was kind of like like what it was. Like it's, you know, it's like well, it's not like nobody's going to think this is like terms of endearment or like Oscar bait or something, but like it was well put together. Like it had 
uh, it actually had a real budget, I guess. Yes, because it had. Unlike, because I mean, MGM, MGM made this movie. I don't think we've ever had an actual studio film. Made well, on, it had money because Mexico. the cop at the start, Mr. Mooney. Yep. He's played by John Vernon. Yep. He was in Herbie Goes Bananas. We all know him. Well, he's and also he in... Dean Vernon from uh, Animal House, which I was stunned yeah. to learn his real name yes. was Vernon. I'm like, really? Animal House, yes. Yeah. But mostly Herbie Goes Bananas, George. But No, mostly. mostly Dean. Also, uh, for those of you who are of a comic persuasion like Tim and I, he was the voice of Rupert Thorne on Batman the Animated Series. Ah, I, I read that, yes. Yeah. I was like the whole time like, this guy is a voice in a cartoon I watched a lot. <laughs> So, yeah, so it starts off, we just see, like, a little town, Vista. I think the name of the town is Crescent Cove. Yes, it is. Um, we see this guy, like, it's, you all know this actor. You recognize his voice, if nothing know. else. But like I said, he's the Dean from... Oh, him, yeah. Yeah, uh, Dean Vernon. Uh, he's playing Mooney, Kurt Mooney, the cop, who is just, that guy, is he's it? a misanthrope. Yes. He sucks. Hates everything. And he's uh, a blonde guy who's just walking by in the foreground, who I thought was going to be the main character, but as near as I could tell, never appeared again. Yes, he's I like, know. I hate cops. And the cop Vernon's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> he's got this great resonant voice. Like The dude really has an amazing oh, these voice. These are the college kids, right? Yeah, well, it wasn't one of the kids. Actually, I did look it up right before we started recording. Do you remember there was the uh, old TV show on Fox, Titus, like a stamp comedian? Vaguely. It was him. That was the guy playing this blonde guy. He just oh. has a small cameo role. He just walked by and said, I hate cops. I don't remember that. He goes, I hate cops. He's carrying something out of like the <laughs> drugstore. And the cop sees him and goes, son of a bitch. Because the cop <laughs> hates everybody. He's like, no, I'm just reading I Hate Cop magazine. I bought in the it's drugstore. <laughs> the new issue has a double page fold out. Of you. Um, and then, oh boy, there's... I, I, my notes are kind of spotty here. I know it, George. I know it. We just go up to a makeout place. We go up to a makeout point. Here's where the movie various... becomes very confusing to me. Yeah. Well, it was confusing because it seems like we're being introduced to a lot of characters and we're not really sure who's going to be a main character yet. No, that's not what's confusing. That was confusing to me. Oh. They, they, they are at the makeout point. Obviously, they're not teenagers as actors, but as we learn later, I'm like... Do you have parents? I, I do live here in this town. Uh, anyway, we'll get to it. But they don't seem like teenagers. And, and no, he, he has... They an, have their own house. They're definitely not teenagers. Yeah, so why are they out in the woods making out? That's my. That's, that's what you do. I, so. Well, Tim, you could speak to this better than me. You grew up in a small town. <laughs> like, would you just do... If there was nothing else happening, would you just go and, like, make out with your, like... You with know, your girlfriend who you have... Significant you could, other? You could do that at home. Well, yeah, but it's just like a make-out place with a bunch of cars. That's usually teenagers. Yeah. They also were doing it on a raft in the car, that's which what I was, I was like, say. "It's in a raft." Like, I wonder if we missed something. Like, if there was a scene before him where they were wild, wide water, white water rafting, and they're like, there was some flooding." That yeah. Gave me a powerful hankering for some over-the-clothes <laughs> petting. So they're making out. There's a groups of couples there, yep. and this ice cream truck pulls up. This is our first sighting of a clown. It's this big ice cream truck with like a giant, like animatronic clown on front yeah coco the ice cream clown and like there's these two ice cream guys rich and paul that the terenzi brothers right yeah the tiramiso brothers the terenzi brothers Ter- rich and something. Paul. uh and they're like it's yelling too, like hey too- come on stop your making out get some ice cream and all the people are like laughing at him yeah. and then in <laughs> what i think was kind of like probably an ugly joke it but is, there's yes. like these yeah mm-hmm. there's these two girls who 
I think we're supposed to be chubby, but they weren't even that. Yeah, but they, yeah, they were. They weren't like, you know, 80s, like starlets, mm-hmm. but they were just like, you know, they look kind of like just relatively normal people, but they're like eating ice cream in the back and they're like, oh, Terenzi brothers. Well, we thought if we got the ice cream truck, we get girls. We got girls, but they're eating too much ice cream. I know. It's, that's what was. Uh... And the girl's like, where are we going? They're like, keep your shirt on. They're like, oh, we intend to. It's I like, know. oh. It's... <laughs> there were. There were no good jokes. Maybe one joke in this movie. <laughs> no. Yeah. And then after all this stuff goes on, which we're like watching these Terenzi brothers, we see that one of the couples, the one that we were mentioning, who is laying on a raft inside his car making out with his, his girlfriend. This is Mike Tobacco. Uh, I don't know how you forgot Mike his Tobacco name. Mike Tobacco is making out with his girlfriend, Debbie. Debbie Stone. Debbie Stone. And we do learn that um, he is best friends with the Terenzi brothers. That's that's also weird. He's like, those guys, they're my best friends after they like drive away and piss everybody yeah. off. Those knuckleheads are my best friends. <laughs> now, a couple little factoids I learned yeah. about, for, about this movie for watching this. You will notice watching this movie that I've never heard so many New York, like Long Island accents in a movie. It's a lot of people. Like the yes. guys are from Long Island and there's a lot of their friends. This... And all the characters are apparently named after people they knew. Ah, okay. Because I thought the name's like Mike Tobacco. I'm like, that's a weird name. <laughs> Turns out it's a real guy. That's why. Mike Tobacco. Uh, and while they're – so after they laugh at this, they see a shooting star. Yes. It's a and big Debbie, end. And he's like, let's make out, Debbie. And Debbie's like, oh, I want to go follow this shooting star. He's like, you sure? You sure you'd want to make out? Anyway, they do that for five minutes. I read – this is actually, I thought, interesting. I read this after the fact. The characters of Debbie and Mike Tobacco were a deliberate inversion of what you normally see in this movie, and that Debbie is the blonde girl who's actually the much smarter and capable oh, of the two. Yeah, she is smart. And her boyfriend is adult. And he really is. Like, he's yes. a fucking moron. He has a raft to lay on, and uh, the Tiramisu <laughs> brothers are his best friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he consistently says and does stupid things. So then we cut to, like, this farmer. Oh, George. Who, Can I explain yeah. the farmer? Yeah, do you please know who do. he is? He's not Soupy Sales. His name is Ro- Royal Dano. That's the actor. Yes. Is he related to King Moody, the guy who played? That's uh... right. <laughs> he should be. <laughs> he played Lincoln once, and his voice was the voice of the animatronic Lincoln at Disney until 2001. What? All right, yeah. Tim. Let Somebody me halt. accidentally erased his voice. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> is that really what happened? No, really, they found an old recording of what Lincoln sounded like. And like, you sound nothing like Lincoln. We need a new person. It turned out that Lincoln's voice is more like, four score, Davy. It's four score, (laughs) seven years ago. That's what Lincoln actually sounds like. What are you trying to tell me? (laughs) That's actually Lincoln recording, by the way. He just inserted that. But everybody, I'm slamming the brakes on because Tim just provided a perfect segue point. Okay. A little behind the scenes. Uh, if you are somebody who follows us on social media, you uh, and you have been for a while, back when uh, John Kelly, mm-hmm. our uh, Missing in Action co-host, John, we miss you, was John, a part of you. the show on a regular basis, Tim had created a little piece of animation where it was Tim and John speaking, holding coffee cups in front of their mouths so you didn't have to worry about lip syncing, yeah. which he would like play to clips from the show to advertise it. Mm-hmm. And I was lamenting the fact he never did one for us, and Tim said... If you make a list about three ways clowns are like Lincoln, <laughs> I'll do that. And folks, that's what? right. For me, it? this time, I fucking did it. Uh-oh. I wrote a goddamn list 
of three ways clowns are like Lincoln. I hope it's not as good as mine. Uh, oh, you did it too? <laughs> of course. All right. <laughs> uh, so number one, mm-hmm. <laughs> both Abraham Lincoln and clowns have oversized noses that honk if you squeeze them. That's true. It's true. <laughs> they number always... two. Okay. Uh, wait, wait, do you have something to add? I... Hmm? You have something to add? Um, no, no. Okay. Number two similarities in which clowns are like Lincoln. Number two, a few weeks before he was elected to his first term, mm-hmm. an 11-year-old girl named Grace Bedell wrote Abraham Lincoln a letter asking him, t- suggesting to him he should grow a beard in order to make him appear more friendly because he seemed haunted and scary. She okay. thought this would help his election chances. Okay. Similarly, later in her old age, same Grace Bedell wrote a letter to John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> urging him to paint his skin chalk white and to put a big red bloody rictus on his face in order to make him seem more cuddly. Wait a minute. Who? Oh, similarly, it's not the same girl. No, it's the same woman. (laughs) Different time. She's only 11. (laughs) She was only 11 when Lincoln was shot. She was 11 when she wrote to Lincoln. (laughs) Um, And then she, a lot of people don't realize this because we, (laughs) Here's the thing. She was so grieved to learn what happened to Lincoln. She actually fell asleep for 50 years. <laughs> Didn't age. It's a mirror, model, modern miracle. All right. Yes. Number three. Number three. <laughs> uh, Lincoln Logs are children's building toy named after our 16th president. No, no. <laughs> Logs are turds. <laughs> I knew you were going there. <laughs> and I said no because I love you all. I wrote a bonus question. You ready? Okay, question. A bonus answer. A bonus way that they're similar because I'm like, turns out once you really dig down, there are a lot of similarities between <laughs> clowns and Lincoln. Lincoln had a secretary named Kennedy Ooh. who begged him not to go to the play that night at Ford's Theater. Mm-hmm. Clowns don't have secretaries because they're clowns and mostly, I imagine, are homeless. Okay. That's good. <laughs> yes. I, wow, Tim. I got to say. I don't know. The heady rush of power. The, the knowledge that I could take this inane list that I spent time writing and, and derail our show. I don't know what we were talking about, where we left off. The listeners don't. People are deleting this episode from their podcast listener because like, what the fuck is happening? So uh, we cut back to our farmer. Royal Dano. uh, Royal Dano, who is definitely the sort of character Tim loves. Oh, I love him. Because Royal Dano is like, he's just like a corn-fed yokel. And he's all like, golly, there's a shooting star. <laughs> and he goes with his adorable little basset hound to Pooh. go explore where this thing hit. The dog's name is Pooh Bear, <laughs> which I was delighted by. And uh, they're walking. They find where this meteor hits, the shooting star. There's not a crater, Tim. It's a tent. It's like a circus tent. Golly, the circus he's is like, in golly. town. Golly. Circus is in town. Hope they got some naked and, ladies. Yeah, and he starts rubbing his <laughs> nipples through his flannel shirt. It's weird. Jeez. And then we see um, a shadow cast on the inside. As they walk along, we see like a shadow moving inside, and it's a monstrously shaped clown. It's mm-hmm. our first glimpse of them. Trap door opens up. Poor Pooh Bear is, yeah. is snatched by a net. That's sad. And the farmer's all like, 
Where's my poo bear? Where? And then he gets electrocuted by a clown. And then he yeah. gets uh, shot. Yep, he disappears. And then, oh, man, the plot of this movie is going to be very difficult well, to listen, talk about. Listen, there, there is yeah. no plot. There, well, the I, plot is that these I, aliens are attacking this town and but, they look like clowns. But, but I would like to say before I forget, this, yeah. this had no real through line to make you go, I really want to know what happens next because I was... I mean, it's the same plot as Gremlins, but at Gremlins, at least, there was a kid and his girlfriend, and, and they were the ones that brought Mogwai, and like, we got to fix this. Yeah. We, we did all this. It was This movie is just like, here's a joke about clowns killing people. Here's a joke about clowns killing people. There was yeah, really it's purely nothing. episodic, and the clowns kill people in ways that are like vaguely circus-related every time. Yep. And so it's really disjointed. I imagine we'll leave stuff out. If we do mention something, <laughs> it's probably because it's going to tie into our revenge sequels. Well, we, um, we, we, uh, we, uh, oh, we do have to set up another major character though, Tim. Yeah. Uh, we cut back to Sheriff or cop Kurt Mooney, he's, the angry cop who hates kids. He's, he's got these two like generic eighties punks that he's arresting and they're kind of brutalizing. They're from the nearby college. He's like, yeah, parents send you here for me to babysit. And, uh, and yeah. they were drinking off camp or they were, no, they weren't even drinking off campus. They bought booze off campus to go back to campus to drink, but he nailed them for, we're not sure what. Because Officer Dave's like, come on. <laughs> I can't do his voice. What was his voice? <laughs> like, he just had a kind of generic voice. He wasn't Southern. He was just, come on, his Moody. name is Dave Hanson. He's like, hey, Moody. And like Moody hates Dave, Moody who Moody is Moody. a young, good-looking, blonde cop. Yep. Moody's an old man, in case we didn't make that clear. Yeah. Because uh, Dave went to the academy. Mm, oh, yeah. So apparently, yeah, like I guess Moody come, Mooney comes in. But they hate the each other so much. I thought it was good, pa- good cop, bad cop. Until you know they walked away, I'm like, oh no, they're not doing that. They're just oh yeah, I wrote, I literally wrote the same thing. My notes are like good cop, bad cop. Oh no, no, it's just but it is literally because Dave, is. folks, is a good cop. Mooney is a very bad cop. <laughs> In a way, honestly, though, I feel like you didn't see this sort of depiction. Like we know, unfortunately, that there are cops like that in the world. Mm-hmm. We didn't see that back then. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this guy. I've definitely seen this sort of guy in the news recently. Oh yeah. So we go back to where Debbie and. Mike Tobacco find the tent in the forest. Oh, you forget first, uh, oh, Mike Tobacco does an incredibly racist Native American impersonation. Well, I was getting there, yeah. Lead the way, okay, chief are. running at mouth or something. I forget. Yeah, <laughs> like keep saying how. <laughs> yes. Pretty upsetting. And uh, they go into the the tent, isn't that? Uh, well, it's a spaceship, yeah. That looks like yeah. a tent. And Did we mention it, that? And I wrote down it's like a TARDIS because it's like, it looks like a fairly small tent on the outside. Yeah, I but guess. it's this giant structure on the inside. He thinks it's well. This is where he 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 wouldn't know this. He's like, oh, it's like a European circus fantastique, or uh, what, do, what? Yeah, I thought that was interesting, right? I was like, he doesn't know what that is. He just now nah, well saw that in a school book. He's an idiot. Yeah, he because he first he thinks it's a weird European circus. It's like in the middle of the woods. There's nothing else around. There wasn't even like really an entrance, right? They get sucked in by a weird elevator door that opens. Yeah, they go in, and it looks like the shaft in Star Wars, where they're on one yeah. side. It's uh, yeah. Usage shaft. I think he took that. That's he took a full semester of mm-hmm. European uh, circus fantastique. What's it called? What's the French circus? Are you are you talking the Cirque du Soleil? Yeah, Circus du Soleil. Yeah, he does call. I think it's Cirque du, Cirque du fantastique, though. That's how he says. Well, he says, "Are we going to see the Circus du Soleil?" <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> Good one too. And then, <laughs> then he makes then he thinks it. Then they come into your room where they see like there's this cotton candy everywhere, like giant yeah. balls of cotton candy. So he's like, "Oh, it's, it's a, a cotton, cotton candy, candy factory. factory." And Debbie's like, <laughs> "Why is there a cotton candy factory in the middle of the woods that wasn't there just a few moments ago?" And it's making all. And there's yes. nobody here. She's like got a brain. And he he really is like. This must dumb. be where they make the popcorn. And he's like, see, it is cotton candy. And he pulls a chunk of cotton candy off and is revealed the red face of the farmer. Yep. He's been swathed in cotton candy. I guess he's dead. Yeah, I think they're all dead. Yeah. Or they're and being preserved. Somewhere in here, he makes another bad joke about some lady, other women he wanted to date. Why does he bring up Linda, the bulimic wonder? Did you hear that joke? No. Can you remind me? I don't remember this part. I don't know why he was bringing up other ladies. He's like, oh, you mean I could go on a date with Linda, the bulimic wonder? She'll, she'll purge, I'll feed her and she'll purge her dinner. I don't know. It was just a bad joke. I thought That's he would weird, really? Yes, he made a joke like that. I'm not going anywhere. Do you think he's anywhere. into vomit play? I'm not going to make, uh, I'm not making that up. Cut it out. Cut it out. Cut it off. <laughs> All right. Um, They freak out. Mm-hmm. We get our first really clear glimpse of like a clown. They So the killer clowns are like full body suit Yes. They're wearing like clown outfits and uh, they have like um, latex, like, you know, or whatever rubber hands and faces that are monstrous. They look yep. vaguely human, but like it's actually pretty good costumes. Yeah, like they the, the special effects are, are pretty clever. That's the only reason they have a weird way of like squeaky talking mm-hmm. and every way that they then they're monstrous. They have like sharp teeth and like they're gross. And they, every way they try to kill you is something that's kind of clownish or circus related. This one clown has a big gun. I read it was the most expensive prop in the entire movie. I read movie. that too. They see it once. Six weeks and $7,000. Why? Yeah. It shoots popcorn once. It shoots popcorn um, at them that chases them, <laughs> sticks to their clothes. They escape to the surface. They get into their car. Uh, there's other, co- then we see other clowns. There's like four of them. Mm-hmm. Um the guy Mike Tobacco <laughs> runs a bunch of them over. Well, the only funny they get up again. The only funny joke is one clown makes a balloon dog that hunts that sniffs the ground. Oh, I forgot them. that part. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're hunting through the woods. He makes a little balloon dog. Uh, you know, he he makes yeah. it out of like his balloon animals, and it like actually hunts them through the woods. And they run it down. It and it they pop it, and uh, he runs over the co- the clowns, but they're okay. And they race into town because Deb's like, I have a friend at the police station. This is a thing I have questions about. What is it? Her friend is Dave, the police officer. Yeah. Well, well they specifically again, say. Why are they? Are they teenagers in the woods making out? So I'm like, when were you dating a police officer? In this high reminds me very much of. Um, again. This reminds me very much of the problem you had when we watched Chopping Mall. <laughs> well, when she eventually goes home, it's like a big house. It's got to be your parents' house. It's like a home you own when you're older. Mm. (sighs) I don't get it. Yeah, so there there is – the way I interpreted it is I felt like Dave, the cop, was new to the job. They mentioned the academy thing. So he probably graduated high school a few years before her and – But it's a small town. They all know each other. Yeah, because they dated her previously. So wouldn't – but Mike Tobacco doesn't seem to know this. That's what I'm Mike saying. Tobacco is clearly a later <laughs> addition to the scene. I think he he's that in, He moved in from California. No, he yep. was there. He took, no, no, Virginia. That's where they grow the He tobacco, took one right? class of uh, 
Circus Fantastique, and he never noticed anything else. He did want to make the class Circus Delay. I mean, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Circus. Uh, Wait, so then, George. Like, yeah. So I got to derail you. Oh, you're going to derail? Oh, good. This we is were the getting part of my notes. There, right? Let's go. Well, I have my right, list. Let's hear your list. All right, what's your list? My list of things clowns have in common with Abe Lincoln. Oh, you you can't do the same list. I did it. You can't challenge me. All right, listeners. But why would I tell you to do that? Right, right in. <laughs> it's not right a, in. Which is the better list, George, Seti Bimco? It's not a contest. I think it is. It's not a contest, George. Tim will give you another piece of art if you write in and vote for me. <laughs> All right, here's my three. Let's right, hear your list. Three ways. All right. So in 1859, obviously before uh-huh. cars were invented, uh-huh. one of the popular clown acts involved Lincoln's top hat being driven into the big top and like 20 or 23 clowns would get out of that little hat. 20 or 23, but never 21 or 22. <laughs> no. That's too one or the other. <laughs> that was too clown dangerous. Clown laws were very specific. Sometimes one would die. You know, it was very dangerous to be a clown back then. <laughs> but they would just uh, weekend at Bernie him and you know, get him off the stage. That's what they called it. That's what the movie name comes from. Oh, that's why he's it's called clown, Bernie instead of like term. calling him Maurice. It, when clowns, like, no, it's like the it's like the old thing they used to do with dead clowns. Yeah, when one yeah, would okay. die in that the tiny sense. car. Yeah, they would yeah. weekend at Bernie him, keep him. Everybody knows this. I learned it in my Cirque Delay class okay. that I took one semester of. <laughs> okay, number two, Lincoln. Uh-huh. He was the sixteenth president of the United States. Yes, and because of the clown car tragedy of nineteen twenty-five. The maximum amount of clowns that are now allowed to be stuffed into a car is 16 or 17 if one of them is dead. <laughs> all right. Nice. See, they got to make sense, George. Yeah, this is all, it's all this makes perfect sense. I'm so <laughs> glad we're derailing the show a second time for this. The third way. The third way uh-huh. is going to shock you. Okay. Oh. John Wayne Gacy. He was a Lincoln buff. <gasps> oh, <wow>. We <laughs> both went Gacy. Yes, we both went Gacy. Uh, it says a lot about this podcast. <laughs> He was a big Lincoln buff. That's a warning sign. That's it. I had three. Oh, that's it. Oh, I did have an extra one. You want my extra one? I want your bonus too. I did a bonus. <laughs> Lincoln's face is on the penny. And a famous clown trick from 1890 was a trick where a clown would swallow a hay penny and poop it out a few days later. Will a hay penny do? <laughs> yes. That's if it. you haven't got a hay penny, God bless you, though. <laughs> I came Save so it for close. Christmas. So to close. writing a joke about a, a clown eating pen, like actually, what? it wasn't going to be eating pennies; it was be shoving pennies up their ass. What? <laughs> All right. So from here on in, the movie basically, <laughs> like, here's the gist, right? The clowns are 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 basically doing a stealth invasion of this town where people mistake them mostly for clowns at first, mm-hmm. and then they kill them in various ingenious ways. Yeah. We have our heroes, Mike and Debbie, trying to convince the cops, the cops. that something is going on. They succeed very quickly in convincing Dave, who we learn is Debbie's ex. But Mooney's like... But, of course, ah. Mooney, yeah, Mooney's like, no. And Mooney, but bless that guy's soul... Despite mounting evidence to the contrary throughout, he never no. believes there's a clown invasion going on. <laughs> and he, uh, when Debbie, when Debbie and Mike Tobacco come in, he calls Mike a fart. I was, I was like, Isn't, I, "Don't they I know swear you, you little fart." <laughs> and he calls but, he calls her uh, he a calls tramp. Her a w word. Oh, is it true? Yeah, yeah, that was pretty at it. But I actually thought the little fart thing was a good. Uh, it made sense because. 
He recognizes Mike Tobacco. He goes, I know you, you little fart. You hang out with those Terenzi brothers. This is all a routine to, gr- to drum up business for their clown yeah. ice cream truck. It's, I'm like, okay, scriptwriters. Big drama It actually makes town. a little bit of a sense at first. <laughs> yeah. Because if I'm like a cop and I know that this guy hangs out with these people with a clown-themed business, so like cl- killer clowns from our space are coming and killing people, I'd be like, probably not. However, it's like he really slaps the blinders on. And like, you know, I, like I said, despite like insane amounts of evidence to the contrary. It's like that scheme that Termenzi brothers had with that white van and they were giving away candy to kids. I know what you're up to. <laughs> anyway. Wow, we're going that with that, huh? <laughs> so uh, let's see. Um, we see one of the killer clowns pretend to be an on- animatronic clown in front of a drugstore. To hide for it's some like reason. It's like an animatronic. Yeah, we don't know why. Um, what else? One does a puppet show to a random adult who seems to be high. He's like, ooh, ooh, a puppet I show. I wrote an odd-looking person. That yes, guy, that was person, odd-looking. I wasn't really sure of what they were. Man, woman, <laughs> child, whatever. Was well, odd-looking. Does a whole puppet show, and then it ends where the <laughs> puppet show drops. A big monstrous clown comes out and shoots him yeah. with a cotton candy gun. So they have these guns. Yeah. They look like bubble guns. And they shoot like a pink ray that wraps around you and entombs you in cotton candy, like what we saw happen to the farmer. They do show up at a lady's house who's like yep. drunk. Well, <laughs> just like, I got excited. We're here with like, pizza. It, it, this woman shows up. She's actually like no, most they of the movie. Like, she's, she, yeah, she's, uh, yeah, they show up at her house. She's a very good-looking woman who's kind of wearing maybe a negligee. She shows up yeah. with a bottle, like a glass of wine. I'm like, oh, we're going to see something spicy. We don't. They just shoot her. <laughs> they just say it's pizza. And then they show up another house uh, where they show up with a candy heart and another lady. This is just like a standard yeah. like village woman. Stupid She's joke. like, oh, Henry, did you get this for me? And then they shoot her. <laughs> um, Biker bar. They ride up on a little clowny bike and the bikers are like – yeah, so a little tiny clown, because there's all these clowns. There's a lot of different clowns. They're so called a little, little, one cl- little clowns. Jim. Rides up on like George. a little clown bike. He makes these kind of weird squeaky noises because that's how they talk. Yeah. And these bikers, these kind of 80s bikers, one of them's like, could I ride your bike? And he's mm-hmm. like, squeak, squeak, squeak. And he's like, no, we're going <laughs> to smash your bike. And he smashes the bike and the little clown cries. And then like, I guess jumps away. It's a little weird cut. Jumps, jumps back air, yeah. with like um, boxing gloves. Yep. And he's going to fight the biker head guy. And the biker's like, guy goes, I'm going to knock your block off. And then the little clown literally punches the man's head off. Yep. <laughs> yep. Super. That wasn't the, the best big head. Nah. I guess they weren't going to get too gross in this. Was it the best? Yeah, actually, because most of the, uh, there wasn't a lot of gore. Yeah. Right? I'm not, I mean, there no. was stuff that was like kind of like, they should have it was splattered. mostly cartoony, but like his yeah. head gets knocked off and all the other bikers run away. Oh, the little um, girl though. They, they there's a little girl at a burger joint. There these this this family saddest burger joint. Saddest looking family. Eat your fries. <laughs> like, Shut up. They're even saying, yeah, they're like it's just this <laughs> defeated suburban family. They're even like eating their listless soggy fries and they're like this place <laughs> used to be more fun. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. And there's a little girl, and she's she's you know tuning out the drudgery and nightmare of her abusive home existence. And she looks out and sees one of the clowns, which I would be terrified anyway. Yeah, normal. And, clown. and he's beckoning to her. He's like doing like come hither sort of thing, not yes. in a like weird sexy way. But we see that he's got a giant mallet behind his back. <laughs> ah, 
Tim, for me, <laughs> this was like a real moment. I'm like, is this going to be the sort of movie <laughs> where a clown's going to beat a little girl to the hammer? <laughs> yeah. Should we give spoilers? I knew that. Oh, yeah, we'll talk. I knew the mother was going to come and grab her. Yeah, the mother grabs her. And it's the mother not doesn't the sort of notice. movie where a clown beats a little girl to death with a hammer. Uh, Wait, George, but they, why did yeah. they leave out? Do you think, let's see, what year was this, 88? Yes. So I think the book was, I guess the book came out when the book came out. I was wondering, did they not the do a clown in the Masters? sewer as a joke because they were they get sued? Oh. Or was that book, the book came out, I forget when the book came out. Maybe it came out. I'm going to type this up real quick. We're talking It, Stephen King. 86, it was out. Uh-huh. Hmm. Hmm. I should, bet the sued. They like, should, that's a little bit, they yeah. should have done a joke. They can make a joke. I'm surprised there was one. Yeah, now you mention it. Anyway. Um, Mooney, Mooney's, so, Mooney's reading a gun magazine back at the jail, by the way. Oh, and my, yeah, Mooney's reading a gun magazine back at the jail. And Mike Tobacco... Uh, Debbie Stone and Dave the Good Cop are going to check out where these the, the circus thing, but they, they drop. Dave the Good Cop is like, Debbie, I still have feelings for you. I'm gonna, you know what, Tim? <laughs> I think he might actually say, I'm going to drop you off at your parents' house. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I think so, maybe. You know, I'm going to say, I would say she's, I'm guessing they're playing like 21 year olds. Yeah. Like they're people so. who didn't go away to school, so they still live at home. So there's still like a little bit of like, going to make out because what else are you going to do maybe they're 20 even because like they can't go to a bar yet yeah uh, uh, it's too small to like have i don't know it's a uh, mystery it's a mystery the actors of course are like 48 playing <laughs> drops her home and the other two go to the look at the tent in the woods yep it's gone so the for some reason gone. there is a giant fucking crater in the ground which probably leads some credence to what happened but yeah uh and then he arrests or yeah. he puts in cups my yeah. tobacco. Oh, also, there's a clown that spends a lot of time in a drugstore just doing things. Yeah. <laughs> also, I read this. Um, Deb, when she gets dropped off, she still has popcorn stuck to her from when uh, uh-huh. she got shot. Yes. So uh, she she goes into the shower. She takes her clothes off, leaves on the floor. You don't see anything. Um, <laughs> I learned in a, a, a 22 things right. we learned about killer clowns from outer space commentary. Okay. Number 17, Debbie's shower scene lasts for 20 minutes of screen time and potentially covers hours of time in the chronology of the film itself. <laughs> it is possibly the longest shower scene in the history of cinema. <laughs> I didn't notice that. I didn't either, but I get the movie does so much jumping back from scene it to does. scene that like a lot happens while she, like she is in the shower for a long time. Debbie. And Dave Debbie. And, but Dave and Mike, then they come across the clown making shadow puppets. Yeah. And they don't While do they're anything. driving through town. Hmm? Well, they're watching. And, and Mike's like, shoot him. Shoot him. I know. He's like, <laughs> Which, no, he's making puppet shadows. Look, it's at this George point, It's Washington. from a distance. They see like there's like a there's like um a bus stop full of people watching the clown. Yeah. And he's making I it. guess from a distance you don't realize he's a monster right away. But like, yeah, he makes George Washington crossing the Delaware. Lincoln being assassinated, he does that shadow puppet. He does then he, he does like Ruby killing Oswald. Yep, other things. Oswald other says, things. "I am your father." He does. A, he does a thing where he asks people who their favorite Beatle is. Yes, <laughs> and they all say George Harrison. Um, <laughs> then yeah, he does they a dinosaur. Rocks. What dinosaur was it, George? He made a dinosaur. Well, it was probably I don't know. It was glowing red eyes. Uh, I'm going to say T Rex. <laughs> okay. Dinosaur shadow eats all the people. Right. And then they're like, "Oh shit!" And then they realize. And people keep calling Moody, but he's he's like 
nope, not gonna fool me. People are yeah, and he calling, just keeps screaming. Thinking, even when he knows them, he's like like the drugstore guy because the the clowns have been rifling through the drugstore for like hours at this point. Did you see he, the, the 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 headline on the gun magazine he was reading? No, that that issue had an article about how Lee Harvey Oswald polished his gun handles. Isn't that a coincidence? Isn't that strange, George? And Lee Harvey Oswald had a secretary named John Wilkes Booth. That's true. John Wilkes Booth had a secretary named Lee Harvey Oswald. Both of them (laughs) begged them not to become presidential assassins, and they didn't do it. Good. Uh, Let's see. Uh, While Deb is in her very long shower, we start seeing popcorn moving by itself in the ground and in the hamper. That she never notices, yeah. She never because she's taking apparently an hour's long shower. <laughs> uh, for some reason, there's a scene where a dumpster eats a guy. I don't know what happened there. Oh, yeah, it was, it was those raccoon noises coming from it, which means stay away. But he's like, Yeah, ah, I'm gonna stick my head in here and see what these raccoons look like. These raccoons may be uh, been trained by the circus delay, so it is possible. <laughs> circus, delay. stop trying to make circus, circus delay happen, it's not gonna happen. It's like fetch. Ole. Uh, what you gonna call it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's there's an there impo- is there's an <clears throat> important part. I don't know if we're up to it or past it. Okay, what part? But Mike gets stuck without a car because he runs into the Tiramisu brothers, and he's like, "I need a ride." It's just a stupid. They split up. Yeah, they split up. Dave, after the after the scene where they see the clown kill the people with the shadow puppets, they decide to split up. But they won't give him a ride. He's like. Come on, I need to go to Debbie's, and they're like, "Nah, I, I don't." They're they're idiots. But they're he, idiots, be, and yeah. He says, "But Debbie's got two friends with big boobs," and they're like, "All right." They rub their hands together. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that scene? Yeah, just to be, just to like paint, like although Mike is a very like loser character. To be fair, he says Debbie has two roommates, and they go, "Do they have big boobs?" Oh, and he's like, I, yes. I remember it wrong. <laughs> he's Which like, just of course. occurs to me. Tim, it's not her parents' house because, like, he's saying they have roommates. <laughs> I don't know. She lives in a giant house. But he says, um, yes, yes. They've, they've got uh, two boobs each, but only one vagina between them. And, uh, and they start fighting over who gets to have the vagina. That's what they uh, must do. Wait, you don't remember this part? <laughs> no. Wait. Um, there is a scene about here where uh, we see a guy driving along in the road. Just another random guy, and a clown pulls up next to him in like an invisible motorcycle, or he's just riding on his feet. He's like a mime. He's pretending to ride a motorcycle. Yeah, and he's zooming along like he's on a motorcycle, but he's not. And, and he like, drives that guy off the road and presumably kills him. And he's like, "I'm in a box." So, all right. When they split up, we already learned what happened to Mike. He meets up with the Terenzi brothers to introduce them, you know, to get the ride. <laughs> Dave had went back to the police station in order to get <laughs> um, the state police involved. Dave, the good cop. And he gets there and he sees everything is covered with um, cotton candy, pink, pink cotton candy, which we should have mentioned it's pink. when they go to look for the uh, tent, they find pink cotton candy all over Lover's Lane. Everybody's been abducted from there. Yep. So they know that there's something weird. They find glasses and stuff like like people are gone. And uh, he finds like the two guys who had been <laughs> in prison, the two punks. Right. They've been in the jail, in that prison. They're like wrapped up in cotton candy and dead. He's like, oh. And he goes into a room. This scene was actually kind of chilling, I thought. Yeah. 
There is a big clown sitting there at Mooney's desk, and yes. Mooney's sitting on his lap, and he has little rosy cheeks painted on yep. and little lines separating the corner of his mouth to the bottom of his chin like he's a ventriloquist dummy. And the clown has made him into a dummy. Uh, did I write down any line he says? He doesn't say anything that interesting, I don't think. I he says they're just here to kill us. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then the clown lifts his hand out, and it's bloody. He he like literally inserted inside Mooney. Mooney's yes. dead. Yep. And uh, the clown is advancing on Dave. Dave's shooting it. Does nothing until he shoots it in the nose. Yep. Nose explodes in a spark, a shower of sparks. The clown spins around really quick into this like green spin shape, like top shape. And dies. So now we know how to kill a clown. You shoot its nose. Because he says, that's funny. In the police academy, we learned that you killed a clown by throwing salt in its hair. Because <laughs> I've been killing clowns wrong this whole time. <laughs> he went to the big pile of dead clowns he had in his backyard. Yes. He saw it was empty. He's like, they were just pretending to be dead. I thought I was history's greatest killer of clowns. It turns out I haven't killed any. <laughs> and he was sad. That's true, George. That's what yep. happened. All right, so I at this point I kind of started taking less notes because I'm like we gotta get through this. Well, they drive um, they drive to the amusement park that seems to be on the California shore. Well, no, first they go get Deb. Yeah. Somehow oh, my they go right. they go to get uh, Deb or it gets Dave gets Deb right. Well, they all do. That's when he got a ride from the Tiramitsu brothers. Remember, they brought him there because she I think she come and she's being attacked by. Small clowns. The popcorn's grown into like clowns that have become like snakes. Yeah, I guess that's how they reproduce. They shot their eggs on them. So it's like a scene where like these, like there's one in the toilet and there's like a couple in the hamper Mm -hmm. and she like fights them off. And then she sprays them. She sticks the, 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 the shower head in one's mouth. The shower head in one. Yeah. Uh, Who comes and gets her though? It's Mike. Mike with the tiramisu brothers. Cause he he promised them. Two a ladies big clown big comes booms. to the door and imitates Mike's voice. Oh, that's right. That's right. right. Yeah. All right. So oh. yeah, let's just cut to the chase. Oh, what? she gets she gets wrapped up in a ball for some reason, alive. That's what. Happens. Oh, you're right. Yeah, they shoot the clowns. Mm-hmm. Shoot her with uh, instead of the cotton candy that seemingly kills people, they shoot her with a different colored ray that makes her inside of like a balloon or it a. It becomes ball. a car chase with the, you know, they get to her house. Yeah. The trim- Tiramisu brothers are where the, where's the girls with the big boobs? And then they go. On I should chase. mention it's the Terenzi brothers, but I don't know. That's part of your bit, but <laughs> yeah. So all our heroes yeah. descend on this. Uh, the clowns have gone to where else would clowns go to an amusement park? An amusement park, uh, which like you you mentioned looks like it's on the Jersey Shore somewhere. Which makes no, sense. I thought California Shore. It did look like California Shore actually more. The night which watchman I, actually. Hmm? Yeah, watchman. Oh, the Night Watchman. He just oh, yeah. gets pies thrown at him. He's yep. what in tarnation? But they burn. Well, him. the clowns do a they do like a clown card joke, which you know Tim was talking about earlier with the Abraham Lincoln's top hat. Yeah. But uh, surprisingly, it's a small enough car. Only five clowns get out. It's not really ludicrous. Well, there was a sixth one, George. It was dead. There was, a, and there was a dead one we didn't see. <laughs> but like, like considering like at the end of this movie, we see upwards of 40 clowns. I'm like, why didn't they just go for the gusto and just keep having them coming out? They just gave up. They did. Uh, all these clowns pelt this guard with, um, with pies until he's covered completely with pies. And one of them pulls out a giant cherry and puts it on top. Yep. And they go inside. It was, uh, yeah. So, uh, at some, I don't remember if it's here. They, yeah. they run around inside this, it's the spaceship is there again. It's a it move. Yeah. It's the spaceship, I guess they run around in there and there's a lot of, 
they find a lot of people wrapped up. They find, uh, they see one drink blood out of a crazy straw. Yes, we learned the thing. Yeah, he puts a crazy straw into one of the cotton candy things and sucks what I think is supposed to be blood, but looks like and, maybe it's like Cherry 7-Up. And the Tiramisu brothers put forth the only theories we hear. Like, they must be I aliens. Was, that, that I was impressed by these. They, they <laughs> called not only aliens. Animals Tim, that look like clowns. Ancient, they said oh, ancient, ancient astronauts. astronauts. <laughs> and clowns, must. they must have come to Earth in the past. And encountered clowns. And clowns were created because of these things. And I'm like, <laughs> this actually is pretty good. That's actually a pretty good explanation. Uh, it's the best we they, got. Yeah. So, but like, just the fact they brought in ancient astronauts in a movie from 1988, like this is before <laughs> like, like that guy Georgiaxolopoulos or whatever he is, you know, aliens. Like this is early for that shit. <laughs> yes. Um, they free Deb. They, they find her in her balloon. So she's alive. They shoot it. It pops open. They're being chased by the clowns. They get into like a big fight. I think they shoot a couple clowns in the nose and kill them. And then a character who was not named this in the movie, but I learned from reading materials, all the clowns kind of, it's like that scene. If you've ever seen the fellowship of the ring, where the, the fellowship is surrounded by all these goblins. And then they hear the Balrog in the distance, like the, yeah, yeah. And they all run away. Yes. The clowns do the same thing and a giant clown drops down. Do you know what the clown's name is, Tim? Um, Mary Honkers. Mary Honkers. Yeah. Or <laughs> Clownzilla, as apparently they called it. And it's a Clownzilla? truly huge Come clown. Come yeah, on. No. That, I didn't make that up. That's what they called it. I learned that from my 22 things we learned about from the commentary. <laughs> and there's a, a big battle with them. The cl- Clownzilla, so they're they're yeah. almost lost, and the Terenzi brothers drive in their ice cream truck yes. and save the day, but then they, the truck blows up. The truck blows and up. They're like, oh, no, the Terenzis are dead. And oh, um, but, but but you missed a little bit. Just uh, I just want to mention it. Yeah. Before that, the Terenzi, ter- Terenzi. Yeah, Terenzi. What? <laughs> they fell in a ball pit. We, we lost them. Oh, my them. God. Yeah, this part's very important. Jeremy. And they, they catch up with what I get, these clown, these female clowns with, with large boobs. That's yeah. they, they, that's they, they come out and they see, like, there's the only two lady clowns we see with giant boobs. They're like, oh. So when we see them again, right before they blow up, they're covered with hickeys. Yes. <laughs> because like, they apparently had sex with weird aliens. It was a different time, uh, George. Lady clowns with, different time. with big boobs were all the fashion. You know, the, the, that's the, all that mattered. The play, play clown centerfold of 1988. Her, Who, what was Mary, their name? What Mary Clankers. Mary Clank. Wow. Very her, similar to the Godzilla's name. Her favorite book, uh-huh. 101 Jokes for a Funeral. Uh-huh. Okay, her, nice. her favorite TV show, She's the Sheriff. Uh-huh. Favorite right. movie, mm-hmm. Full Metal Jacket. Mm. Her favorite turn on. It's all tracks. Cake Farts or Pie Farts. Oh, cake Farts. It's been a while since we mentioned that on the show. Good, her, good job bringing back an old classic. Turn Offs are guys who burp at the dentist. <laughs> there you go. Wow. <laughs> Uh, that makes me think that the centerfold was probably a uh, a dentist herself. Yes, maybe. Because she like, why else would you even think of that? Like, you're not normally privy to people going to the dentist, but if you're no. sitting there hunched over some ape's face and he had like a salami sandwich for lunch and he burps, <laughs> you're, that's gonna bug you. There's a YouTube channel for it, George. Oh, okay, so it's like Doctor Pimple Popper, but it's, <laughs> it's Doctor Dentist Burper. It's Dentist Burper, yeah. Oh, it's me, Doctor Dentist Burper. They need a better I'm going name. to the dentist to get a root canal, but before <laughs> I drank seven glasses of Coke. And he films himself. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. And then he puts it. On, it's outrageous. I see. So, uh, Clownzilla <laughs> is attacking them. <laughs> Dave 
is like he's picked up like Fay Ray. Sorry. Yeah, he gets picked up, but he also he sends he sends Mike Tobacco and Deb Stone. He's like, you guys go this way, and he has the gun, so he's shooting at him. He runs out of ammo. He gets picked up by Fay Ray, like from King Kong, and the thing's crushing him, and it's up close to him, and he pulls off his badge. And I didn't realize until this moment, clowns' noses are not just their vulnerable spot; they're also incredibly uh, fragile, sensitive. He just takes like the paint off his badge cl- mm-hmm. and pricks the nose, and it explodes like a balloon full of confetti. Mm-hmm. And Clownzilla is destroyed. He could have also, never mind. Could have also what? <laughs> I was going to say clowns have sens- sensitive nipples too. Yeah, they do. We see it. I mean, we know that from the Terenzi brothers having their way with those and big-breasted female clowns. The spaceship explodes, and we think everybody's dead except Debbie got out with the Tiramisu brothers. No, Debbie, Debbie, and Mike Tobacco run out. Yes, they, think they got out too. Dead, and then the spaceship explodes, and the uh, the ice cream truck comes hurtling through the air and lands there yes. on fire. And surprise, surprise, Dave is inside. And he's like, I got in the truck because it's got insulation. And yes. then the back of the truck opens and the Terenzi brothers are alive yes. too. And they're like, yeah, it, there's so much insulation. We went in the back <laughs> and they're like all, you know, you know, cartoonishly blackened and smoking and their clothes are ripped and they're covered with ice cream. And they're like, oh, you want the ice cream? It's never going to get us ladies. <laughs> so everyone survives. But and then they look to the sky and they're like, is it what over? do they say? They're like, I guess it's over, and we won. And then pies hit them in the face. <laughs> the end. Yeah, I don't remember, but <laughs> it is yeah. true. Ice cream hits them in the face. I wrote that down. Who threw it? It wasn't ice cream. I, I read. I oh. I was unsure. I read it's pies. It's like mm. it's stuff from like the exploding ship. I guess that's right. That's what it is. Yeah, but there's something Which, important at the end. Mike Tobacco standing by himself. Dave is holding. Debbie, I saw Dave. He was like kissing the back of her head, not nuzzling her hair. <laughs> Did you notice no. that? Yes. Well, I noticed. I, I do want to set up the fact that, like, you know, their relationship. There's a, a, a actually a kind of cute little scene where at first Dave, the ex of Debbie, is kind of hostile to Mike. Yeah. Because she's like, she's just looking out for a good time guy. Because he's like, you know, he got a shit together. He went to the academy. Jeez. Yes. And they're very against each other, but like through their adventures, which we kind of glossed over. They become good friends and like they respect each other. So when it's revealed Dave lives, Mike goes right up. He's like, Dave, and gives him a big hug. Like he's happier than anybody. I'm like, oh, I guess they're cool now. Yeah, the whole time Dave's like, you know, she only likes policemen. She'll never go for you, who you whatever you do. I don't know. I don't know what Mike Tobacco did. I assume he is a, a one of those guys that raps in the back of trucks. <laughs> yes. A he's band. like, he's still got a band. Slow, but I am the only truck rafter I know. So once the demand kicks in, I am sitting pretty to be the country's number one biggest truck rafter. He's got a van with wall to wall carpeting and everything. Oh, man, a carpeted van. High fights. They were the height of comedy up until about 1937. No. That's when. The carpeted vans? Huh? No. Carpeted vans? Pie fights were the height of comedy oh, pie fights. until about 1937 when B. Benedict and Wally Albright staged a pie fight in their movie called Benny Gets a Telegraph. <laughs> One of the cakes thrown by Mr. Gallagher hit Louis Hannigan in the head. Uh, you know, he was there and it, it, it had a. It deranged him and he hung a munchkin, right? Well, he, yeah. He was the yeah, head snuff, he snuff provider. Yeah. And, oh, he uh, made snuff films by hanging munchkins. No, snuff that they put their nose. Oh, that sort of snuff. Uh, That's less fun. You derailed the whole. Never mind. No, you, Tim. <laughs> let me ask you a question. Han Halligan, the guy who got hit in the head, he was like, "You box my ears, Mister Gallagher." Oh no! 
because Mr. Gallagher threw it. There we go. I got it in. You try your best to derail. Good reading. Good reading. (laughs) Wherever you are, wherever you're hiding, I'll find you. I'll get you. I'll get you. Revenge. 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 One of us will die. One of us will die. I will not let Cindy take my place. I will have my revenge. We should do revenge, I guess. All right. So first, our... uh, the uh, the wild card question: Equinox. Which of the characters in this amazing movie, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, was most likely to bring the best snack <laughs> to a Sasquatch autopsy? Not just a snack. Presumably, there's multiple characters bringing snacks, <laughs> but like one of them is bringing like you know extra spicy Doritos. That doesn't go well with the the musk of a Sasquatch. Well, this person oh. brought the best snack. I'm thinking Tim, that Mike. Mike Tobacco being as well educated as he is. I'm not saying it it would be the best snack, but he's like, I know I'll go to big top burgers. That's the best place in town. That's where I take Debbie every other night. And they, they order a platter of, he orders a platter, the platter with the fries and the, the Pepsi and the burger. Pepsi. And uh, what's their, what's their special? What do they have special that other places don't have? I forget. What is it, Jordan? I mean, circus-themed food. Like circus. So oh, they have he, the circus delay burger. It takes a long time to bake it. <laughs> bake it with love. And that's why it's delayed. There you go. Ugh. And it's Ugh. good. Juice, right. Juicy good home. <laughs> home what? cooked juicy goodness. Guys, I just want you all to know Tim is staring into the middle distance, <laughs> just drooling at the mouth, picturing these burgers. This doesn't answer the pressing question of where it said Sasquatch autopsy is happening, where oh. the Sasquatch's corpse was procured. So let's well, we just say, that's, yeah, that's uh, that's not important. No, this he who, was just invited as a dignified guest. Yeah, why They're was he like, invited? We don't know what he even does for a living. Well, he's a Sasquatch researcher, of course. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. He got together with other Bigfoot researchers like Lauren Coleman and uh, Bernard Hoovelmans and other actual real people like that. And together, <laughs> they killed the country's only Sasquatch. Oh, would they kill it? Yeah, they killed it. They Well, it's funny because, you know, he had gotten his snacks at Big Top Burgers. Mm-hmm. That's actually where they caught the Bigfoot. A lot of people don't realize the Bigfoot spent a lot of time hiding in the dumpster back there. Right. He'd been known occasionally suck people in and kill them by making raccoon noises. (laughs) They saw this Bigfoot milling about outside and they actually, they, they beckoned to it. They like waved like, come here, come here. And the Bigfoot came up close to them. They had a big old mallet behind their head. They beat the Sasquatch to death. (laughs) Just brutally just beat him to death. I don't think they would kill Sasquatch, George. Oh, they would because they were so mad. If you are a cryptozoologist, mm. you start off with a love of Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. But after your life falls to shambles around you, after your wife or partner leaves you because all you do is go in the woods looking for a mythical monkey man, you hate Bigfoot. You do. You're like, why didn't you show me when you were young, when I was young? So okay. they see one, all that rage, all those years spent in fruitless quest <laughs> bubbles up and they beat him to death with a mallet. All right. You're getting way off track. <laughs> all right. So but do you want to do uh he brings, Dave brings a platter of uh big top burgers to the Sasquatch uh-huh. autopsy. Uh-huh. And is that it? The end? He, well no. He brought some delay circus delay burgers. Circus delay burgers. But the problem <laughs> is, Tim, uh there is a special pheromone that exists in uh Sasquatch musk yes. that interacts poorly with the special sauce on the delay burgers. Okay. Creates mustard gas, kills everybody <laughs> present. Yeah. 
this. Who's going first <laughs> with the actual revenge stories, Tim? Uh, I'll go first. Okay, you go first. Yeah. We'll cue the music. All right, music's playing. So there's a lot of parties that are impugned in this. There's a lot of people who would be seeking revenge. Most of this town knows, if they weren't killed themselves, they know somebody who was. But there's one person I want to really kind of put a focus on. He was the guy driving his car by himself on a highway. Okay. Went up next to him, pulled a clown on an invisible motorcycle, and drove him off the cliff. We see the car go off the, off of like, it's not a big cliff. It's like an embankment. Yeah, yeah. Crashes into the thing. We assume he's dead, but I have bad news for you, Tim. <laughs> bad news? He was not dead. He was pinned. Oh, his no. legs were severed. Oh. His spine was shattered. And he was pinned beneath the crumpled steering column he better not, for six weeks. He better not turn into a Spider-Man villain. <laughs> I gotta say. <laughs> well, that's an idea. <laughs> His car, he was actually, he worked at the local uh, mad scientist lab up the hill, mm -hmm. and he was trying out a new car battery. This car battery would last until the heat death of the universe, so he claimed. It didn't, but it was very effective. So this guy was trapped there for six weeks. Luckily, he also had a back, um, the back seat of his car was full of popcorn okay. and soda. So he had sustenance, but nobody knew about what happened. They were busy dealing with the other stuff. <clears throat> right. And he sat there. Just eating popcorn and uh, eating, you know, drinking soda, not able to move, just defecating on himself and his, you know, he's paralyzed. Was it Pepsi? And the entire time, because the battery of the car is so good, yeah. the radio is playing the casingle he had put in the car stereo over and over and over again. Is it popcorn? or It's pop, pop the song Popcorn by Hot Butter. Oh, yes. I love that song. Playing Can nonstop. I, I'll play a little bit of it right here. So imagine that, dear listeners. <laughs> Six weeks straight. You can't feel anything below your mid-thorax. You're eating nothing but Pepsi and, and stale popcorn and hearing that song on repeat. Finally, after six weeks, the battery finally craps out. He's still alive. He's lost most of his body weight. He doesn't know about what happened. He just knows this crazy clown thing came. Okay. Yep. And then he finally, when the music stops, it's like what remains of his sanity stops as well. Okay. And he's given a Herculean burst of strength. Using the last of his power, he's able to shove that, that column off him, and he crawls himself to the highway. And he's going to get revenge on those clowns okay. that did this. But they're gone. Now, of course, he doesn't know that the clown you know, thing has been repealed this entire time. Repealed? But what does he see? Clowns have been repealed? Well, I mean, the, the, no, that's not the word I'm looking for. <laughs> the clown invasion has been, has been you know, turned away. Repelled. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. And he's going to kill the first clown he sees. What does he see in front of him? Uh, the Terenzi brothers' truck. <laughs> Do they get back into the ice cream business? They're trying to make a go of it. Doesn't have wheels. They're using it as a stand. Like it's kind of like a morbid curiosity. People are going there. Like really, I thought they... you know, so many people died. You're selling clown stuff, and slowly this man. Should we give him a name? What's his name, Tim? Yeah. Uh, Legless Joe. <laughs> Legless Joe is well, dragging himself was closer Joe. and closer. He has a sharpened pen knife in his mouth closer and closer to his date with destiny to kill these clowns who are actually as we know the beloved terenzi brothers okay okay and he gets closer closer and he gets closer and closer and he gets closer 
And he gets closer, and he sees that the Terenzi brothers aren't there at all, because know what? Uh-oh. He's dead. They'd already died of the weird alien VDs they got from having sex with the alien oh. cloud ladies. Oh. And in fact, all of humanity has died. It's spread. While he was in the car, uh. he was safe. So now Legless Joe, who? he is the last human left on Earth. Well, who, who are those clowns? I mean, what, what do you see? When he saw their the truck. Clowns, oh, the truck was he empty. He saw their truck. Yeah. I see. Well, they were there, but they were dead. They just expired from <sighs> the space VD they caught. He stabbed one and maggots just came out. It was like... And he ate the maggots because it was in popcorn. <laughs> just, and then, just imagining the special effects. Yeah, it was good special effects. And then... He died finally of old age, uh-huh. 80 years later. Extreme 80, old age. 80 years later? 80, 80 years old. He had a TV uh-huh. show in the time, ran for 50 episodes. <laughs> it was called Legless Joe Sings the Blues. He played it, did it for himself. It was just him. <laughs> 80 years later, he finally died. Because it turns out like that experience had hardened him. He was hard to kill then. The last man on earth. And that's it? His quest for vengeance unfulfilled. Is that the name of the movie, The Last Man on Earth? No. What do you think the movie's called? Uh, Omega Man. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> it's called I Am Lesion, because when you died from the yes. VD, you had little sores over your body. Oh. I Am Lesion. That was a All good right. one. That was my best one yet. You had me in suspense. I, am, I actually sat down, Tim with full intention to actually write one for once, not just go off the top of my head like usual. Oh, thank you. And instead, Look what I that. did, I didn't do it. I instead wrote my three ways that clowns are like Lincoln <laughs> so that you would do an animation. <laughs> so I did do some work in advance, just not the right work. <laughs> All right. Let's get to my story. All right. You're just reading Play the, the music. Play the music. So as we saw at the end of this movie, ah. Dave was already there kissing the back of Debbie's head. Oh, I can't believe that happened. So sure enough... They got back together. And Mike Tobacco, he lost his gal, and he had to hang out with the Tiramisu brothers all the time, but, you know, they're great guys. But Mike had a plan for revenge for Dave swooping in and stealing his gal. Uh-huh. If Debbie liked police, Mike would go to the police academy and become a police officer. That's just what he did. Uh-huh. But while there, he failed the clown shooting class due to his now deep, deep fear of clowns. All the other recruits laughed at him as he was paralyzed by the sight of the red noses and, you know, was unable to kill the, the, the clown decoys. They weren't real clowns. He practiced. And he wasn't really paralyzed like my character, no. Legless Joe. He was just, okay. these, are, these are fake clowns to practice with when they have to shoot okay. a real clown. Mike thought he should face his fear of clowns head on and defeat it. So guess mm-hmm. what he did? He Faces joined clown school to really <gasps> face his fears. That's... That's doing it, man. Yep. That's like out of the frying pan into the fire. He That's thought it was circus is. delay, but it was clown school. <laughs> anyway, it's clown school. So Mike, he worked hard in clown school, but found that he could only be one of those scary clowns who cried. <laughs> Plus, when they tried to practice the bit where they all fit into a tiny car, uh-huh. Mike would, pre- would panic because he was usually lying next to the dead clown. Okay. Oh, so yeah. All right. All right. Thus he fucked out a. Wow, he fucked out. Thus he flunked out of clown school. <laughs> you know who fucked out of clown school is those Terenzi brothers yes. with those lady clowns. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But he decided he liked comedy, and he went on to improv school, 
and he was kicked out for always saying yes and by saying Lincoln flew to the moon. But eventually he became a stand-up comic where he did a popular routine in town where he'd come up on stage and he'd say, three clowns walk into a circular math class and have a pie fight. Three clowns, they walk into a circular... (laughs) (laughs) The circumference? Pie? Anyway. Circular math class. (laughs) So Mike becomes the top comic of Crescent Cove, which isn't hard. Nope. And it's when it's Dave the policeman's birthday... He arranges a roast. He's going to get his revenge and roast Dave the cop in front of everybody. Everybody in town comes out for the big Dave celebration, Dave birthday celebration. Dave Day. Yes, it's Dave Day. He brings him up on stage. That week, the police are very tired because they've been chasing reports of strange lights in the sky. But on this night, everything seems fine. Thus, on the night of the roast... Dave's on stage in his policeman uniform with his fiancée, Debbie, sitting nearby, and Mike starts his roast by saying, let's hear it for Dave, people. Let's hear it for Dave. He's a big asset to Crescent Crescent Cove. They kid Dave about being a bit of a dandy down at the bar. He always orders those fancy drinks like the shaved hanky-panky or the underage Russian. Oh, wait, sorry. Those are his uh, Pornhub searches. Those are his favorite Pornhub searches shuffles cards oh he, wow they're like this guy's the best comedian in town no go like this rumble 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 how about this <laughs> <laughs> the crowd okay. is yeah, the crowd's have a rough time <laughs> Dave some say Dave can't stand Dave. the sight of blood but that's wow. not true when he has his period every month he can hardly he hardly ever faints good gendered insult Dave <laughs> Well, this is this is uh, this is Mike. Mike is doing this. this. Is Mike. Mike Tobacco yeah, Mike. is a jerk. Mike Tobacco. He thinks this is circus delay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Dave's a fun guy. Dave's doing period jokes. What's, what's going on? But Dave's. I'm the audience. Dave's a fun guy. Dave's one of those. Oh, is he like a mushroom? Then is he like a fun guy? <laughs> He's one of those World War II buffs. Uh huh. He always has time to stop and tell you about how the Holocaust was a hoax. It's too long. Dave's parents, though, they're wonderful people. You know, Dave's family, they, they often they often eat his young. But not in Dave's case. No, you see, Dave was born on Christmas. And the live manger scene over the church needed someone to play all the animal dung. And baby Dave fit the bill to a T. I thought this was supposed to be a tight 15. This is a loose, floppy... <laughs> 28. So Dave, going. Dave got so mad at this point, he jumped up on stage and started beating Mike with his billy club until Mike was senseless and had to be brought to the hospital right in front of everyone. Nice. Thus, he got his revenge because everybody thinks Dave is a, uh, a jerk now. I mean, everyone was a given the quality of those insults, <laughs> like those are pretty easy to let wash over you. Yeah, Dave's a bad person. Okay. Thus, later, ah. Dave visits badly beaten Mike in the hospital. He felt Uh bad and wanted to apologize and maybe prevent a bad lawsuit. (laughs) But he was fine. But anyway, Mike was hooked up to all these machines and wires and Dave wasn't sure if Mike could hear him, but he gave him a heartfelt apology for beating him so badly. And from behind Dave in the hospital hallway, a voice says, thank you, Dave. That was very heartfelt. Dave turns around to see Mike Tobacco standing there as healthy as the day is long. 
No, what? Mike Tobacco is also lying in the hospital bed. Dave says, how? How could this be? And this other Dave says, you saw those lights in the sky, right? I just, I know where you're going. I'm going to leave. <laughs> Finish up your Policeman Dave slide. says, what? Those lights in the clowns are the, uh, uh, those lights in the sky are the killer clowns back? No, another voice says, stepping out from behind Mike. It's another uh. Dave, the policeman. He's, he's, as you see, <laughs> it's not clowns this time, but killer clones. Can I guess? Killer clones, killer clones. Yeah. from yeah. outer space. And the movie's called Killer Duplicates from Outer Space. Oh. And then does uh, does Rita Conway appear? She goes, so you mean I could have a baby that's just like me? No one's going to know I don't that. think that'd be a good idea. <laughs> Tim! Did that make sense? <laughs> So again, Killer Clones what? is the sequel. Killer Clones. <laughs> All right. All right. I applaud right. the wordplay. What? I'm bewildered by the bizarre comedy stretch in the middle. But you know what? <laughs> it's all part of a Tim Hamilton experience. Well, we'll get this out of the way. Write us. Steady Bimco with an oh. E at gmail.com. Okay. Yeah. Re- give us reviews. Should we, should we... And uh, Give us reviews. Uh, remember it... our contest we mentioned up front. Yes. Yes. Tell us what Flo's catchphrase was in Equinox. Was it remember the Alamo? Was it? (laughs) Was it I know you, you little fart? You don't know. You have to listen to the episode. Was it uh, I'm the best at what I do and what I do isn't very nice? Was it uh, (laughs) mm, I drew a blank, folks. Tally ho? Tally ho? (laughs) Was it engage? Make it so. Okay. Right. Who says engage? Doesn't. Pre- Who says tally ho then? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I thought you were doing a Star Trek. Many on Star people Trek. have said tally ho. It's usually a British person yeah. in a British movie. Yeah. Oh, important thing about this contest. Oh my God. Okay. What? I better edit it in. Continental United States. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. We don't have the money to send artwork right now through customs, which costs a lot of money. Could you possibly do an NFT for somebody who wins from out of the country? Yeah, you can have an N- NFT. NFT It'd be of worth the lots of money from Equinox. Next week, Halloween. Oh, month? it's the movie. Whew. We continue the spooky thing. It's your movie to choose, Tim. Do you have something lined up for us? I have four of them, and I, I'm I'm excited to take choose one. But I, I think I picked my. I'm going to pick. It's from 1980. All right, let's hear it. 19 oh i like that i did read that this was filmed with no permits they every shot was like illegal they went out and shot it in chicago i like that too <laughs> nobody in this movie seems to have any credits in any other movie <laughs> I'm, I'm wary of that it's, we've, we've been burned by this sort of movie before it's on tubi and it's called the psychotronic man oh. i've never heard of it so he gets no, psychotronic I powers like- and murders people I thought that I would have thought that was a movie you had mentioned before. Maybe I found it before, and it, the film, you know, quality looks not good. <laughs> it's not going to be an MGM production, no. is what you're so, saying. So, the Psychotronic Man on Tubi, crazy, scary October. It sounds oh. like a complete amateur hour. Uh, uh, Tim, uh, are you actually sure this is a scary movie? Uh, yeah, it's a guy who okay. gets scary powers to kill people with his mind. I don't know what psychotronic means. To me, it sounds like psychedelic. It could be just a guy who like trips balls. So I don't know. <laughs> All right, I think it's a made-up word, so George. It. It's a made-up word. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. 
So Continental United States contest right in. And uh, we're out of here. Goodbye. So long. Goodbye, everybody. Equinox. This has been a Petty Party Line production. Party line. It's a party line. All right. I don't know. All right. What's yours? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know your revenge story I know. Either? I'm saying I don't know about uh, that animation. Mm. I'll make it a boy and a dog. And a Davey. I don't know what the kid sounded like. I forget. I think he just had a high-pitched, squeaky <laughs> voice. Remember there's that one episode of Davey and Goliath where they're <laughs> camping in the backyard, Davey and Goliath, and there's a panther loose? Yeah. And then this is real. Like, you're ye- that's your yes <laughs> and when you think it makes up. This was a real episode. They hide in the outhouse, and, like, I know. No, it's not the house. No, there's really a panther loose. And the dad has a tranquilizer gun and he shoots the panther. Okay. That's it? I Well, it's the only episode <laughs> I remember because, you know, you had to be in pretty desperate <laughs> straits for entertainment to watch Davy and Goliath. Yes, you did. That one had a panther, so I watched that one. <laughs> you're not, yes, you're not making that up. No, it's real. It's real. <laughs> I'm going to actually, Jeez. I'm going to type in Davy and Goliath Panther. Oh, I think I saw bloopers from this. You can actually see the wires holding the panther, the animated panther. Yeah, and he's like, if you look very closely. So, uh, <laughs> I think you dreamt that. No, it's definitely true. <laughs> I think there's one. Do you right. remember they're watching TV? It's like, Davy, what are you watching? It's like, I'm it's watching like the Zapruder. The Zapruder film. Watch here. Shit. It's weird. My dad's in it. Yeah. <laughs>